0: Hey, beautiful people, and thank you for listening to the Bang 23 podcast. If you find this funny, entertaining or insightful, feel free to leave us a review on Apple podcast. Or if you want to make my day, go show us some love on our Instagram page, because I love each and every single one of you. Thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, I was talking to this chick from Ireland. And she was telling me that over there, they don't like accept bullying and so I, i'm like what do you mean you don't accept bullying and this is what they mean so like let's say i would make fun of you right i would say hey orange coat you look stupid and then oh yeah shut up orange coat you're you're so dumb looking i can't believe you're who would wear an orange coat dummy and what she said is people would step in and they would say hey why do you keep talking to him like that Maybe he just wants to wear an orange coat today. Why don't you shut up, Chris? I'm Chris, right? And I'm like, whoa, I didn't know this type of healthy young person ecosystem existed in the entire world.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's active intervention in in a situation like that. And there's this passive transcendence of that modality. Not to go like straight into like my – like because – I, was, I know what you mean, and I was, I've been around people like that, and I was never really that kind of a joker, I guess. And I feel like I was always, even in middle school and stuff, so out there with my approach to things that it kind of just... I don't want to say I'm rubbering your glue. Like, the glue is out of the equation, but it just kind of bounced right off of me because I was like, I didn't know anything else. Mm. It's like, I definitely wouldn't, like, respond in that same roasty kind of way. That's not really my humor you know, so there's being like, hey, come on, be nice. And there's just speaking a whole other language, which I kind of feel like I had from early. And I hope that reflects the music.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I actually, I I think I know what you're talking about. And these are the kids in school who it was impossible to make fun of because you're right. So for example, I would say, hey, Gabriel, shut up, orange jacket. And then at least the kids that eyewitness who deployed this tactic extremely successfully by the way this tactic is extremely successful if you're getting bullied at school you need to listen to this uh, or you need to know this I would say hey shut up orange jacket and they would say something like "Um, yeah little did you know but orange was actually the most prominent color worn in Rome and it signified that you were the richest and the highest class in the entire nation do you not read history and like, oh shit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they would they would just say something like that to disarm the whole situation, because you're right. If you respond in like this roasty way, it's like, oh, I got an orange jacket. Well, look at you with your red shirt on. What are you bleeding, dummy? Then it's now you you've engaged in the verbal spar and it's a fight till death.
1: <laughs> and I'm not that type of fighter, you know. And even so, like, cause people knew that I rapped from early. So even back then, like I started rapping in middle school in like eighth grade about so i became pretty known as the kid who rapped early on and it's like oh hey rapping kid it's like that's the thing you're gonna diss me about like how often do you get to use that you know it's like it's dissing me like that is just saying the truth and it's loki uh flex it's like <laughs>
0: definitely definitely like,
1: like oh you think you can rap like how are you gonna make up fun of me for that you know what i'm saying
0: how how many kids rapped in your uh, school
1: almost none i mean the only other person is the person i shout out all the time and i've told the story of her in a different podcast but i say the name funkhauser a lot in my music and that's the name of a friend that i had in high school who was an artist too she didn't rap but she did spoken word and i did that oh, wow. too and long story short um soon after i graduated high school i found out that she passed away and with artists it's always um i'm not too sure but i mean it was young she was a year younger than me it was like it wasn't like a we were the same age she was younger and i left i left san diego where i'm from to go to college in northridge and i found out there fun fact i had a performance that same day and i dedicated it to her um wow holy shit but yeah so artists you know like oh we should collab type thing especially when you're younger it's like oh we should work on something totally and that never happened and in my mind it's just she kind of stays there as the person that the closest person to like who did artistic stuff at all in high school so the otherwise I had nobody to, to relate to even people who like listened to rap music nobody was listening to rap music let alone making it Except her so she's the closest one and i value her and remember her for that and it's why i shout her out to this day
0: yeah that's so interesting for people who don't know a fun fact i lived in san diego for two years um i actually yeah i went go visit uh, a couple months ago actually um Mm. uh, my favorite place on earth for people who've never been to southern california i'm not from southern california um but i did live there for a couple years i left right when COVID started um Southern California has the most beautiful women in the entire world. And this is my opinion, okay? It's just mine. And it's not so much that oh, you're going to find a 10 in Southern California, but in Illinois you can only find a 9. No. There's 10s everywhere. 10s absolutely everywhere. Um, You could go walk into your supermarket in Springfield, Illinois, or in the middle of the cornfield. You'll find a 10. I mean a fucking 10. Like a 10. But the Tins per capita in Southern California is fucking insane. Like, it's not even fair. And not only are they tens, but it, there's something like with the with the fashion game down there. They're up on all of it. Mm-hmm. I remember whenever I was moving into my apartment in San Diego, downtown San Diego, um, I see this girl <laughs> who was like carrying something. And she had on like not only like like booty shorts. They were like the spandex material. But she had a seam in her ass crack that, like, went into the crack, probably an inch or two, and she had little ruffles on the cheeks. That was the first time I've ever seen these style of shorts. and Holy shit. There's just so many jaw-dropping, literally can be a model, women everywhere. They're working at Whole Foods. They're working at the coffee shop. They're working at Bingo. Shit, they may even be changing your oil. (laughs) Like, it is fucking insane, and they're all stunning. So, Gabriel, how— did you keep your dick in your pants living down there? How was it possible?
1: Look, man. <laughs> so, um, bit of a precautionary statement before I say anything in regards to this. Um, so, I just graduated from Stan- San Diego State University. Whoop, whoop. Thank you. I am trying to get hired at San Diego State University um, full-time, which is its own story to explain why yes um i have a lot of involvements that i started this past year and it actually plays a role in the music as well so i want to be very careful about the experiences i've had notice how carefully i'm choosing my words the experiences yes. i have had with college age women in san diego
0: It's just your experience. It's just your personal experience. This is not a projection. This is not a a declaration of anything. This is just
1: you. Right. Let me see. Hmm. The thing about being around attractive young women pretty often is that you get to know them a little bit for who they are. I'm not saying all my best friends are women like that. I'm just saying that. If you don't see hot girls super often, a hot girl pops up and you're like, whoa, and it completely just throws <laughs> you off. The thing about seeing hot girls like that all the time and actually getting to know some is that it wears off and you just start to see them for the people they are. The My personal approach to things. So nothing keeps your dick in your pants more reliably than actually getting to know a person and being fascinated about the person they actually are beyond any sort of sexual satisfaction they could provide you
0: holy shit okay (laughs) this is brilliant
1: oh my goodness (laughs) gabriel you um
0: you're a rapper you're very intelligent um you're a college graduate and you're a professional tap dancer, the way you just tap danced around that so beautifully. Oh
1: my gosh,
0: that was great, dude. And, And great insight, by the way.
1: And I don't at the same time want to dance around it because I agree with you. I don't want to act like I don't agree with you. It's just there's so much more to it. And that's honestly the angle that I take to so many things in life where you're right and like yeah it's not like after you get to know someone like it, it hmm i don't want to act like that's something like a kind of thinking that i've just transcended and i just don't think in those terms anymore and mm-hmm. i'll e- step into even more like dicier territory in that I don't think it's going to go away if I stick around at the university, which the plan for me is to actually stick around at the university for a long, long time. So a little bit more on it then. I got super involved, particularly this past year at my university. And after a long time of not knowing what I was going to do professionally in the future, I'm 26. So it took me eight years to graduate college. That's its own story. I found a community That was the university, and I plan on staying there for a long time after having no real other options to consider. There are people, staff members, who I met at the university this past year who have been working there for 10, 15, 20 years, and I was like, that sounds, that's got a nice ring to it. It would be cool to be able to say something like that a decade or two from now, so the long-term vision for me after graduating is actually to stick around at that university. I'm going to be completely honest with you right now and say part of the reason why, of the many, many, many reasons why I want to stick around there, is because of (gasps) that. Not like in like a purely looks kind of way. And I'm speaking to like my unconscious, unconscious, Conscience-less Not thinking with my moral conscience Pure animal Visceral type of thing I'm just kind of calling that out As a thing that I don't think I can avoid Like if I had the option to stick around At a place where women like that Were there all the time, sure, yeah I say that kind of like, duh Because I up here in my brain Don't really want that like that There's so many other things that I want But that's included in there too And I don't want to deny that too I feel like If we're talking about sex and stuff, it can get super like we're only talking about Mm. sex. And then there's just, oh, it's so depraved to talk about sex. You need to think about things like super, super morally and mentally and consciously. And I want to try and speak to both. I feel like there's a line of dots you could connect in the music that could speak to that too. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a complex thing, and I guess just it's my understanding of sex is not very sexy. If you can't already tell,
0: no. Listen, and and by the way, you're you're right. You didn't fall for my false dichotomy, which is right. So I was like, is your dick in your pants or is it out all the time? Right? You was like, no, it's not a, a, a two answer question. Yeah. But you. You're right, okay, and th- this is great too, and I, I think a lot of people could benefit from that because from what you're saying, it's like, hey, yeah, I was around so many beautiful women so damn often that I actually got to know them and realized that, hey, they're just like everybody else, and this is a powerful thing that I think makes you unique because as a man who enjoys women sexually, whenever you see a stunning woman it's hard to not make sex the first thought that is hard it's just like whenever I see Burger King it's hard not to go in and eat fucking all of it but I know I shouldn't do it I should not do it so I think it speaks to you as a person to say yes right we all know what we're thinking right as guys in you know essentially swimsuit models walking but to take that time to say Hey, you should get to know them. They're cool. Because one, right, it's obviously it's not the first urge. It's like saying, hey, have you ever read the ingredients on that burger instead of eating it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not your first urge. And then two, I think it speaks to it as well, because people are scared to talk to these girls, bro. Like everybody is terrified to approach these stunning women. What have what's been like your experiences like? Were you intimidated at first?
1: I mean, it helps to be in a situation where you just end up... I'm trying to think of a better word than forced. Because...
0: Like you're in in a group project together. exactly. And she she just so happens to be in your group. Something like that.
1: It's not like I'm walking up to girls like that. It's like... Yeah. One person who comes to mind, right? And I'll tell you like a specific story of someone. Because I feel like this changes way more for me. Like I can be all oh, I read a lot about this and listened to these podcasts about sex and had a super mental understanding of it all. Yeah, And that's how I got to the conclusions that I'm at right now. Or I could tell you the story of this person who I met who easily, like, easily is, like, one of the most attractive women that I ever met in my life. I was like, Whoa. sheesh. And, like, I ended up with uh, her in a group project in class. So we're talking, and... Yeah, like, I'm shook. And a, a few months into the year I want to say it was this past fall yeah everything kind of blends in together it was super recently a few weeks into the class class ends and I end up talking to her like we're walking in the same direction away from class like she's walking home and stuff and so we're walking the same direction I just like talk to her and it's raining and we're just chatting and then we split up you know she goes her way i go my way and without even thinking about it right it was so weird like to this day like i reflect on it now it was such a weird moment within me because one of the first thoughts like pretty much the first thought that i had after that interaction of us actually talking after finding out that she was in a relationship already and all there's that to feel suddenly the first thing after be like i really want to be her friend that's it like i can't even wrap my mind around. like i said one of the most like attractive women i've ever seen and just after talking to her it's like that doesn't even like that's not what i think of when i think of her and i think of her now and i saw her like a few times maybe just one time actually after that class and i look at her and it's like she's hot and that's the feeling i have when i see her it's like i wish i got to know her better just like literally just as a friend not even like oh let me like get at her like in any sort of way beyond hey i just want to To you, I like talking to you. That's it, that's literally it, you know. So, I feel, and you know, at the same time, like you say, like it's it's not a matter of, I feel like people may think it's like those feelings of sex, like you're around like someone who's hot and you just think about sex all the time. I feel like it can Mm -hmm. be like you try and stop thinking about those thoughts. For me, it was at a point, like I said, like it just happens so often that it's like that's gonna happen no matter what, and like I might even slip up and like say something out of pocket once again careful with my words um i'll say this too and i hope this reflects in the lyrics like as much detail as i put in the lyrics on my stuff i'm so particular with words and have been for years and years now that includes words as i'm speaking like in mm. life i'm being careful about the words that i say fun game for the listener to play. Let's see how often I could use a word that has a sexual double meaning, and I try to sidestep it. Like, dangerous territory. (laughs) Yeah, And so, I say that to say that I'll catch myself slipping in that sense, too. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know? Yeah. That's just what happens when you're in that kind of environment with people who are younger than me. And I'll just gesture... Briefly in the direction of the age gap that exists, too. Me being yeah. at least four years older than pretty much every person in my classes, that not being too obvious, like there are implications there that would be very gratifying to one evolutionarily rooted, amoral side of me. Yeah. That is on. Un- erasable and ever present that I don't want to try and deny so I just try and go in any situation and tell the truth and part of the truth is that my body wants to have sex with you I don't up here it's like but everything else in the like ape kind of way like that and that's gonna come across um anyway so my idea of things is to generate ideas to exist alongside that truth to find other truths, listen for other truths in the other person that's another thing too, I mean objectification is real like, one real way to another real way to kind of sidestep that entire thing is like hear her out, like listen to what she has to say, you know she has a whole story too right, you know she has a life and feelings and thoughts and pains and highlights of her life, like I just like it's funny like being in a situation like this where i'm the one talking because i usually flip it like in life i'm the person who's asking the questions so Mm. again it's like i there's something satisfying about seeing somebody excited and take excited in whatever direction you want right like there's a sexual excitement i'm kind of just like freestyling here there's a sexual excitement (laughs) and then there's like the excitement of being in the space of someone who genuinely is sincerely curious about everything that you have to say that's where i'm at so i don't even have to try to not think about sex if i'm listening to this woman tell her story and i am enthralled by it i'm just at the edge of my seat being like wait so what about this and this and this yeah, like this is something we're, I never get to talk about. So, like, and I have a of thoughts on this. So, thank you.
0: No, no. Real quick, I'm gonna let you go. Would you yeah. be on the edge of your seat if she looked like she just got beat by an ugly stick and she was Absolutely.
1: Wasn't Are you kidding me?
0: Don't lie. Don't you lie, Gabriel? It's i I'm not saying he, you're lying. I don't know. How fast
1: you. Did I answered that, bro? Like you did. Fa- it was <laughs> like what? It like, was fast. <laughs> humanity is fascinating to me, and that's the great like equalizer, right? It's just one thing that. The hottest girl in the world and the ugliest dude in the world have in common with me is that i don't know anything about them or how they think or why they do what they do or why they feel life is a thing that's worth living everybody has their take on that and that's fascinating to me at the core and then it's just like everything else stems off that like And also, I guess I'll say too, just like, besides the innate curiosity and the satisfaction of learning something that I didn't know existed before, part of it is also the skill of listening and how much fun I have just with that. And an almost, I hesitate to say game kind of level, because that kind of has implications. But it is a kind of. So in quarantine, right? Something that I was up to in quarantine was I connected with a lot of people who listened to my music, or still do, I guess. Or, I don't know. But, like, at the time they listened to my music, I went on Instagram and I was like, hey, I'm bored and lonely. Does anybody want to just talk? (laughs) And people did respond. I was lucky enough to have enough of a following, thanks to the music, to get, I want to say, 30 or so people to just chat. And so, through quarantine, semi-regularly, I want to say averaging out to about every three four or five days i would have a talk with someone who listened to my music and it would be like at least three hours long probably like four five maybe even six hours long that's what i was up to during quarantine i remember I was telling a friend of mine early on in person like hey i'm having all these conversations with people i feel like i'm getting so much better at talking to people and listening to people and interacting <laughs> with people socially and he was like cool A lot of people probably got way worse at that. Like, good for you. And I was like, all right, yeah, low-key. I was lucky enough to have that opportunity to practice a lot of things in situations like this, like one-on-one conversations, which I just love and seek out now. Like, I feel kind of awkward and not as equipped in group conversations, so I'm kind of quiet. But if it's one-on-one, like, I'll just... I, I really like that kind of dynamic. And one part of it is especially across time too, across conversations, Mm because there's something satisfying about seeing the satisfaction in someone else when you bring up something that you listened to before and remembered and they thought that you would have forgotten something like that. That's like so satisfying to me and I feel like it's something as simple in theory as listening closely being fascinated, very easy on my end, right, is just be very curious and fascinated by this person. There's like having a good memory and seeing everything as memorable. Mm. And so I forget what the question was, but
0: <laughs> we were talked about girls. I thought I thought you made a really good point about the the pretty girls earlier that stuck with me, which is I think you were saying that, hey, even though these girls are stunning or whatever, that hey, they have Stuff to say as well, and uh, they deserve to be heard, and they deserve small talk, just like the ugly girls who are more approachable. I, whatever, more approachable girls, you know, right. who may be ugly, but <laughs> right. Uh, go ahead. Go I want to say, yeah,
1: I want to say very quickly to that. Like, I've noticed very recently, very very recently, like yesterday, like just a few days ago. <laughs> so, just to like say I guess like that gets flipped so like one thing that I more guess than know through actually talking to people is that it can get I want to say alienating I don't know if that's an appropriate word but there's a let me say this a real realization low key it's dramatic to say epiphany but a a bit of a realization that I had was in thinking more about sex and attractiveness and all those things I was like okay so this might require some a little backstory let me see if I can keep this thread connected so once again returning to my time at university I was very involved so I was able to only need to take two classes in the fall and two classes in the spring so I could be part time which was not very much time and I was a business major so the classes that I had weren't very demanding academically so I realized that I could spend the whole year, this past year mainly doing extracurricular activities so I joined like over 20 clubs volunteered at so many different events at the university just went to so many things and I felt like I built up this kind of reputation as being the person who knows everyone and is in everything and does everything and just is everywhere which was cool that wasn't the aim or anything it was just i'm saying like this innate curiosity of just i like meeting people anybody at all especially people who are not like me so and it eventually got out i guess that i make music too So And so this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier too Where I was like always kind of sticking out Always Because I was the rapper kid earlier And I had nobody to relate to there Except for Funkhouser And that carried over into college I went to Northridge after that And I rapped And I met other people who rapped But nobody rapped like me Like wordily It was nice to have that kinship of like We make music But still nobody like writes the wordy kind of stuff that I do And definitely not to the degree that I write it so, just this further and further distancing up till now, where there's so many things that stick about, stick out about me at university, like the fact that I am older, some people know that, some people don't, I might give off a vibe of like, off the way that I talk, my voice, the way that I dress, the fact that it's all very bright color type sticky-outy stuff, the fact that I am older and am able to provide different kinds of inputs than somebody who's like 19... It's like, if we're in a meeting trying to discuss how to approach something, like, an 18-year-old freshman is going to say something, and then a 26-year-old guy is going to provide a different perspective that's kind of different, especially the way that I approach things. There are so many different reasons. I rap, and then, like, I'm in everything. Like, on top of everything, it's like, I feel like... I felt like if I were ever in a room anywhere with people... Like, people knew who I was. And Mm. I felt there was a potential for a kind of gravitational attention shift towards me is what i felt like this feeling of like always like in any room especially if it's like a smaller room to feel a kind of oh god like he's in the room the guy who is in everything is in the room feeling this kind of attention shift to me and i remember having this moment of realization i was like oh my god i wonder if this what it this is what it feels like to be a hot girl to feel like bro like everybody's looking at me all the time like I kind of need to be like careful like and once I realized just the thought that that maybe might be the case it's like oh wait a second now it's like there's a a bridge to build there it's not something I have to imagine it's like I think I'm living it so there's a point of like point to relate there and what I was going to bring back I'm glad I was able to stick this together another thing that I there's the original point I was going to make so another thing that I did, of the many things I did at my university, is that I got hired at my university's two concert venues. So we have an arena and an open-air theater, and I've been working there for just over a year now. A lot of co-workers, some are attractive. Multiple times, like, there are certain people who come to mind where I always see them clicked up. It's like, you know, there are people who join the job to do concerts and stuff you know it's students and all and they have friends and they apply together and get hired together and they're always hanging out at the concerts you know i'm the type of person who's always kind of on the outside and me being older (laughs) and fascinated by things like i'm looking out for everybody so i'm talking to everybody i'm keeping an eye on everybody and being like if nobody's talking to someone a particular person it's like i'll go up to them and talk to them yeah In multiple situations with different girls so like I see this like particular group of girls who are always like you know they're attractive and clicked up usually and then there will be nights where there's a concert and everybody's talking to their little group except for this one girl who's attractive and by herself and part of me wonders it's like there has to be a real intimidating thing about that because who's gonna go and talk to the hot girl, even if she does look sad and lonely. It's like, oh but she's hot. Oh my god, uh. like and I have definitely felt a similar vibe of being intimidating to initiate a conversation with because it's like, oh my god, it's like this is this is that guy. Yeah. So I initiate that same kind of thing. So it can flip, you know, it's like some there is a thing to, oh if you're like ugly, it may be easier to approach you. But like That causes that same kind of loneliness. I mean, there's a commonality of, like, loneliness across, like, humanity. There's something to say to that. So, like, I don't know. Like, once you realize how much in common there is between you and somebody who's, like, physically attractive, it, like, lessens that gap. It brings things closer together where it's easier to make that point of contact because it's, like, if I were you right now and I didn't have the... Security that I've cultivated, like the personal identity and security in myself that I've cultivated through the music, if I didn't yeah. have that and I was alone in a situation like that, I would have wanted somebody to come up to me who was able to. It's like, I feel lonely right now and it's like, I caught that and was like, hey, what's up? That's not even, and that's not a hot thing. Like It's like, I feel like you can see something like that and it's like, if you were to see it from the outside, it's like, oh, I'm trying to get at you. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're. You look sad. Maybe I can just, like, be with you right now. I do that for everybody. Like I said, like, I'll keep an eye out, and it's like, if it's, like, some dude who's not talking to anybody and he looks kind of, like, alone, it's like, I'll go up to him. So it's like, one thing that I feel has been a real measure of maturity for me is treating hot girls like anybody else. Like, it's not a big deal. And part of me, like, would like to believe that that's kind of what people want at the end of the the day like to not be like it's a big deal that you are this because I can relate to that too it's like it's not a big deal that you're this or that it's like I'm just going to talk to you like you
0: well see that that's the thing too it's hard for guys like me and you who were probably you know I I can't speak to you but I, I was a loser because whenever you're a loser or you are not popular you're not hot right you I don't know the mechanism behind it, but you develop character. You develop, like a lot of fat, ugly people are really freaking funny. They're really funny. What I see a lot of times is these really hot girls, their whole personality gets kind of developed around them being hot. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault. They're, They're a product of their environment. If every single person who comes up to them, The boys come up to them and immediately say, hey, what's up, sexy? Like, what you doing tonight? I want to get a drink. What you doing? The girls come up to them and they say, oh, my gosh, how do you do your hair? Where'd you get those boots? You're so cute. They post something on Instagram. It gets 5,000 likes, right? All of this. It's like we kind of become what we get our attention for, right? This happens to guys. This happens to girls. Uh, You rap, right? If someone comes up to you and says, hey, Gabriel, dude, I just want to let you know and that song you made, it really changed my life. I think you're so talented, right? You're going to wake up tomorrow. You're going to say, shit, I'm not Gabriel anymore. I'm Gabriel, the motherfucking rapper, right? And if you got a problem with it, you can fuck off, right? Because now you're confident, right? I am not just Gabriel. I am a rapper. And people think my shit's good. And that feels damn good. I could only imagine what it's like for a girl because you're born with it, right? I see you in the mall, And, like, I don't know if you're a rapper. If you start rapping, i think that would be really cool. But, like, these girls, they can't turn it off. And that's the thing. I don't know if you've experienced that, but you ever go talk to one of these stunning girls and you're just like, hey, yeah, man, what, like, what was the coolest thing about your childhood? And they're like, "Um, I don't know. Like, I'm just so hot. Right. They just kind of give off this personality. How do you I feel Bad. whenever I sense that a whole girl their whole persona is around their looks how does that make you feel have you ever seen that
1: no because I wasn't looking for it the thing about (laughs) that is that so to not be a guy who is like that to be like I'm not looking at you or trying to interact with you as a stepping stone to something Mm. else whether it's a relationship or sex or, you know, it's not this whole interaction is based on your being attractive. I'm listening for the hmm part of me wonders in a hypothetical situation like that because I haven't found myself in it hypothetically, part of me wonders if like, if I am in a situation like that and I just don't see you like that, you're just not going to answer that, same, that question in the same way. Because if I... It's like, why do you get a response like that? Is it, like, is it yeah. because she can sense that you want something else and you're asking that question for a different reason? Like, I would l- hope that it gets across in some way that the way that I approach people and ask them questions, it's not because I eventually want something again in general i'm not even talking about just hot girls or anything it's just i don't want anything more than this moment that we have right now and that's what i'm fascinated with i feel like showing up with that kind of open-mindedness and presence in the present moment something comes out of people like to be allowed that space because you are who you are until somebody just pops into your life and says you're not that like I'm saying like the reason I told that story earlier Is because I don't know if I would have realized That thing without her Without this entire person Showing up in my life and you know Cause like I was saying like you can read books And all that and you can change your mind that way You can just meet someone who's like Oh you can meet someone Who's super hot and actually just want to Like feel nothing uh, Like the thought of having sex with her The girl that I told a story about It's like low-key ew It's like cause I just like <laughs> I, I don't see you like that at all so that's like a huge shift for me and like to look to seek out opportunities like that to be like to meet somebody for who they actually are and not have any expectations about that you know and like also to have the patience too because like I said I've been in multiple situations where it's carried out over time so like even initially somebody might be like that who's just oh they seem boring or vapid or they don't have much to them and then just keep asking, keep seeking that thing out and the funny thing about hu- um, humans about people is that it doesn't take long to find, in my experience, it doesn't take long to find something to be like wait, what? Like with anybody and then just continue <laughs> like wait, this is something that I'm going to ask you a lot of things about because this is fascinating. I would like to believe that everybody has something like that and It is as much like the onus is on the person listening as much as the person to you know why is this person not interesting is it because they themselves have not lived an interesting life or i don't have attuned enough receptors for detecting interestingness in someone for me that's like all the way up and so i feel it's like a win-win type situation where you get to tell your truth and figure it out in a pretty safe space with somebody like me who wants to hear everything you're saying and is supports it all. And I feel like you're in a similar space. No, like, I mean, I heard, I've listened to the podcast. It's like you have a wide variety of people and you, you talk about a lot of stuff and it's like, it's not like a whole thing of like judging someone based on those experiences. And mm. I'll say too that like to the patient's point and like hearing people out for a bit, cause it can be that initially, But another thing that those conversations in quarantine taught me, I've put it in my head, worded it out like, there are things that you access in the fifth hour of a conversation that you do not get, maybe anywhere. It's like, I was able to have conversations like that with people regularly throughout quarantine. And if you just have the patience to wait it out, which is a skill, it also just takes like, Mm -hmm. The brain training of being able to pay attention for that long and listen like that. Like I said, I was able to get that practice and it was the technical skill of listening. So to answer your question, no, I don't have (laughs) (laughs) experiences like that with anyone because nobody's boring to me. To me. And I feel like all I can speak to is my end of things and how I listen and approach other people.
0: I think that is brilliant and beautifully put. Uh, And I think that kind of one of the superpowers that I'm picking up from you that I think you may have is this ability to listen. And I think that if you were an Avenger, you would be one of the most powerful ones with this super ability because for whatever reason – it seems like everybody is extremely self-absorbed and they don't give a shit about anything you have to say. Just shut up so that I can trauma dump. That's my new favorite word. I <laughs> love it. I can't believe I used it in a sentence <laughs> so that I could trauma dump, a.k.a. so I could just spill all my shit on you. It's like, Gabriel, just shut the fuck up. Because I want to tell you how bad my day was, and I just want you to sit down and listen. But no one listens anymore. And you know what? You're right. Uh, Whenever you do genuinely sit down and talk with somebody and say, hey, I wonder what it would be like to walk a mile in his shoes or her shoes, it unlocks powerful connections that you will get nowhere else. So where where did you pick up this ability to listen? Were you always like this?
1: No, goodness gracious, no. I was a loser, too, <laughs> um, back in middle school and high school. I was a big nerd, and all I did was make music all day. Well, not all I did. I was honestly pretty involved back then, and I kind of had to rediscover it because when I was in high school, I made music on the side, and I was in ROTC mainly that was my main like identifier as a high school kid I was in a marine corps r t c program for nice. three years, which may explain some things I don't know um but that's like rooted in me alongside that though there's I was in two theatrical productions in high school as well I was me too. on my oh cool okay okay theater kid um uh. <laughs> um so I was also on my school's yearbook Which was its own kind of like I was literally doing interviews for that too So I might have had A similar kind of tendency Towards Socializing Back then But like I all the way lost it when I went to Northridge Because I went all in on music I like just I ended up moving into an apartment with A bunch of artists With like four different artists And like we are just locked in on music And I just went all the way in On My music thing I'll say too that When I say all the way in To not keep it as abstract The hoodie that I'm wearing right now Like this exact hoodie I wore this For a year and a half Straight Like only this With the same shorts The same shoes As an act of commitment To the project that i initiated back in 2017 i want to say it was like march 2017 the project comes out the first um iteration of it comes out august 2017 and i just keep it up for like over a year all the way through summer of 2018
0: real quick can i just why do you call it a project because you're the second rapper i've had on in the past week and he also called his a project why do you call it i didn't
1: shout out god i didn't listen to his thing i use, <laughs> <laughs> i didn't listen to his music like i heard that like i was like oh cool funny that you had another rapper on when i say yeah. project i mean because i feel like people usually say project as just a, a synonym for album collection of songs yes that's it for me it, this is hilarious that like we are this far into the the conversation and i haven't even mentioned the music i appreciate that a lot um so, yeah, music, right? Um, what I hit you up about it uh, initially was I've got this project of that I've yes. been working on. It's called Ultra. It's a project because it's not as simple to me as an album. If we want to make it simpler, a way that I started to explain it, or I've been explaining it, is that it's an album that I've kept adding songs to. So, 2017. August 1st, my 21st birthday, midnight, I'm uploading 15 songs in this style of music that I've been experimenting with for some years now, really pop Can we just pause right there?
0: You're the most dedicated motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I I just hope people heard what he just glossed over, right? He's just like, yeah, midnight, 21st birthday. Like, if I just tell anyone on the street, hey, bro, midnight, 21st birthday. I, like, I just stop right there. to go going to say, fuck, yeah, I'm wasted. I'm wasted. <laughs> but you were uploading 15 songs, which is, is yep. freaking fantastic. So yes. kudos.
1: Thank you. And the thing is, even back then, it was not here I am uploading a 15 song album. Back then, it was here are the first 15 songs of a project that I plan on continuing into the future. So... that's funny see it's like this stuff is so like natural to me I'll just say it because like okay duh like that's what you do on your 21st (laughs) birthday it's like no (laughs) yeah like I intentionally like wanted to like have it be like intertwined like I can't celebrate my birthday without celebrating the project it'll turn 6 this year on my birthday when I turn 27 and so 15 songs in this style on that day witty clever pop culture trivia kind of lyrics cartoony Noisy. Well, it ended up being noisy, but it's like cartoony hip-hop instrumentals. Putting that together in one style, 15 songs, there you go. Less than a year later, I make 15 more songs in that style, feel like I've progressed in some meaningful way, release those 15 songs, and then add them to the original. So it's a SoundCloud playlist that I've just kept adding songs to. And after those first 15 song drops, after it became 30... I just kept adding songs one by one to today nearly six, six years later where it currently sits at 133 songs. Just over six hours of music. Very proud of myself for having done that. So, congrats. Every, thank you. Seriously. Everything. Yeah, like the final undergraduate total like now that I finally graduated, it's like the definitive like all the ones I made in college, 133. Um, and that has always been my laboratory for crafting my identity and discovering my purpose. Because when I did the, the initial idea making in 2017, it was just about making a unique kind of music, that's it low-key maybe just making a new genre because wouldn't that be cool? That was it, you know, 20 years old. It's like I couldn't think of anything in any other terms. Made the commitment to just all the way go in on the music and the project specifically. And it just zoomed all the way out into this exploration of who I am and why I'm here. And after that year, literally just that year of focusing on this and only this, making the music, learning about all these different subjects and putting them into this novel, synthesis, trans, interdisciplinary type of artistic project, and continuing that for a long, long time. And, like, it's a hip-hop project, so one element among many floating around in that project is the self-centeredness. So there's a real statement to be made about that self-centered kind of nature as it presents itself in hip-hop music, where... It's so much, look at me, 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 me. I'm the best rapper, I'm better than you. Look at all the things that I have, no new friends, like, just me on my own, independent, everything. And I speak on those things because I can, because I can. I mean, there's a truth to Mm -hmm. that that I can speak to because I'm this outsider type of person. So I big that up. I was like, bro, like, if I was not careful, if I was not considerate, I could be the most megalomaniacal, egotistical person in history like if I wasn't careful if I didn't have the outlet of music like if we want to talk self-centered like I would be the center of everything like all of the like
0: why Why, because, why like, does music diffuse that
1: because I get to be that person and say the things and brag about myself and be prideful in, mm. my, in myself in the music so it's like it's not bottled in and it doesn't like seep out into my actual life to people I talk to and in my actions it's like there is a real part of me that is like you know like i try to stay humble but it's like if you allow me to flex i feel like i have a good amount of things to flex about partly because when i made those 15 songs initially i wasn't doing it on some like let me just make a cool little album it's like i want to make history with this i do not say that lightly i've been thinking on those terms for years another thing people can't really relate on like this is Ambitious! I bet my life on this project. I put all of it in this to be like. I think I got something that is unlike any sort of artistic anything in the history of humanity. Let's be dramatic about it. Why not? Yo, let's talk about
0: that. Yeah, let's talk about that because that was something else I got from God. Uh, Talking to God, he one of the quotes that he gave me. He says, "Yo, his project." He says, this, this shit should win a Grammy. And he did. He wasn't smiling. He was dead ass serious. Um, and you're kind of saying the same shit, man. This is crazy. Y'all have similar makeups. So uh, taking yourself as a listener of your music, what, what type of advice or what type of approach should a listener have approaching your music? Because it is not I've, – I've listened to probably more than 10 of your songs. It's not like anything – that I've ever heard. It's it's very just use a couple adjectives or whatever. It's very dense and it is very um it's just very different than anything you would listen to. So I feel like whenever I was listening to it, I had to adjust my entire expectations. And it was difficult because there was not something like oh yeah, this is just like that album that i listened to in the 90s. Oh, this is just like x. It's not like anything. So how should a listener approach your music? Should Christ they be stoned? Should they be a little drunk? Should I mean, they read the lyrics as they listen? Should they turn it up? Turn it down? Bass up? What's the deal? So for for example, if i'm listening to like uh i don't J Cole or something like that, i just like to get in a dark room, i light up a blunt, and damn it, I'm just like I'm just like letting his words take me for a ride. That's how I like to listen to J Cole. Mm-hmm. What What about people listening to your music?
1: My ideal vision is in a musical context. Sit, stroke chin, scrunch forehead, listen very very closely, like jazz. Listen to it like yeah, jazz, yeah. and like you really really love jazz, and are really into each little detail and trying to pick it out I listen to stuff like that like music like that beautiful outside of music there are some songs that are more fit for a lecture hall type situation where it's like part of me has wondered about translating the project live and not like literally just like because I don't think that's just the logistics of that are just I don't think that'll ever happen and I don't really want to see it happen hypothetically an ultra type concert would not be in a standing room only venue it's like you sit down and you listen to this stuff especially like there's a kind of song throughout the project that is probably the most consistent which is one big rap there's one big freestyle verse the whole song like from the very beginning those first 15 songs in 2017 up until now that's something that I really enjoy making and listening to because there's a real precedent for that in hip hop of just one very long verse inside baseball which I've discussed elsewhere the 18 minute version of that it's like that's the centerpiece of ultra for a reason because for many different reasons one of them being it's just this one long dense wordy thing that I feel like if you really want to get what it is like you said um, looking at the lyrics like probably like Mm -hmm. I, I mean everything's super clear to me because I wrote it. But like, so and like, I'm the type of person who l- watches lectures. Like the reason that I'm able to write this dense stuff is because I'll watch lectures about super academic type of subjects for fun. Like while I'm eating lunch, on like two times the speed. Like if that that translates to like the that kind of. Those the sonics of that translate to my music too because it's very dense, very wordy. It's like that's the kind of stuff that I'm listening to, so I'm acclimated to that. Like it's hard for me to imagine somebody listening to it cold, like a song like that, and definitely Mm. the project in general. But I feel like that style is like that's ultra condensed to one focused style. Because if we're talking about the project in general, I would hope that it's more inclusive. Because what I say is, I don't expect anyone, anyone, to listen to 133 songs, top to bottom, in one sitting. That's not what it's about. From the very beginning, I was like, shuffle this. The idea is that you shuffle it. And though the big freestyle songs are the main thing, there are so many other one-off type songs that are way simpler, way shorter. I don't know if you saw, there's a whole... <laughs> There's a whole, I guess, album's worth of covers of songs from Broadway musicals, like, snug in there somewhere. There's a synth-punk song as a bit of an Easter egg. So, in terms of listening to the actual project, I'm like, shuffle it, see what comes up, and what I said earlier, patience. Of, like, patience. hear it out, because you're right. I mean, if I did it right, then... There should be no precedent for any of this It is very likely that you shuffle it And the first song you get is one of those big freestyle verses Next song you get Is Some skit And then the next song you get is a Broadway song And it's something like that And it's just If you hear it out Then I hope there's something there And if anything Like the aim is not Joy. I don't want to have I don't want people to have like a good old time like listening to it. Like <laughs> if you give it a shot, I would at least hope that if you listen to a few songs very quickly and at least decide like not for me, you know, fair, totally valid. I would hope that at least what you listen to is like it can at least do what I've been saying of introduce you to like hey, just so you know if you listen to five minutes of this project, like just so you know, there's like way, way more of this. And if you get a sense of there's no precedent for this, like, just so you know, there's a whole world of this stuff. Likewise, it's like there is a whole world of the world out there. And I hope that, like, if you just see that, like, somebody like this exists, they have a whole other thing to them. And if you can get that there's something like that, you can just get, like, a hint of that from any. Of the songs. Like, if you just shuffle it, listen to a few, and that's that, then I feel like if I did it right, this stuff that I made is so out there that there's no, like, way you should listen to it. Like, if you listen to it at all, it'll do its job because the fact that it hits your ears and does this. I could get very esoteric and neurochemical about this, but I. I, Would like to believe that if you just hear this completely novel type of music that is not something you can compare everything to, it's like now you have a new point of reference that not only is a new piece of novel information in itself, but is a novel piece of information that can recontextualize others. Do you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Of like, it's yeah, of not course. only that you hear this new thing, it's like, whoa, thing I've never seen before. I would hope that It can be like Oh my god thing I've never seen before I wonder what else I haven't seen before Hopefully cause that's the thing that gets Constantly inspired within me And if it doesn't do that it doesn't do that But I would hope that if you're just hearing The project for the first time The ideal would be You at least get a sense that there's So much more to this Than just oh this is just another rap song Sure Let me see if I can like bring it back to, because there was the other question that I was still answering, um, about being able to listen, and I really want to like bring that back. I hope that like is also a live demo of me remembering something and trying to bring it back because like no, let's do it. So so we're
0: talking about your 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 gifted ability to listen.
1: Yes, and so I like a lot of things. I source it back to the music, and so. I found myself through the project. I know who I am. I know why I'm here. I know what I want to do in the future. I can say those securely, and I've been able to say those securely for years now, thanks to the music. I am an artist. It's like, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to make art in the way that I know how to make it, that I am fairly certain that only I can do. It's like, all I need to do is stick at this art thing as best as I can, and my life will be fulfilled. I got it. I got my path. Probably figured that out around like 2018-ish. And have just had that affirmed and affirmed more and more as time has gone on. Long before um, quarantine even. You know? Um, And I... So, what was it? Um, Because I really like... Where this really it was like an exponential curve where everything just went all the way up in the past year. And I was able to exercise all these skills. It's like, everything was like charging up for this past year where I was just able to go all out and have my full toolkit at the ready and just go in this thriving community, bustling, everything's happening all the time and just go everywhere and help like to take this listening skill of being like, Oh, and so like how I got there was like, when so, the self centered, always thinking about like, I feel like those are enormous questions to ask, and I have mm. them squared away of like, who am I? Why am I here? type thing, especially younger people. I didn't know that when I was like 20, right? I wasn't even thinking those terms, but those are like big, rest of your life, biggest possible picture questions, and I got them squared away years ago, and so I feel like that can I just ask you so- real quick. Yeah.
0: Why? Why do those questions matter? Because I, and and because every I hear lots of people ask these questions and meditate on these questions, and these questions are extremely important for everybody. But in your opinion, why do they matter? Why does it matter if I know why I'm here or what my purpose is or where I go when I die? What like what what impact do those have on people every day? Or does it matter?
1: Very big question. Zero preparation.
0: It's like, let's see. It's like, yeah, this, uh, yeah. So we have this big question, and and I'm sorry, Gabriel. I'm gonna throw it on you. Okay, okay. Thank you for answering it. Now let's ask: Why are we asking the big question? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I am. So yeah, dude. Just, just whatever, man. Just off the top of your head. It's, it's just always curious because as you're talking, I'm, I'm asking questions, and I've always wanted to ask someone as smart as you like why why do these questions matter?
1: let's see um, part of me wants to like completely freestyle let's see um part of me wonders whether or not the question itself kind of boxes things in because I feel why implies a causality of mm. logic, a sense making apparatus yes. to get a hold yes. of of like there's some sort of explanation. And there's not. And I feel... In the face of that. Because I I will not be the first person at all to say... Nothing actually matters in the grand scheme of things. It's like, we're all gonna die. Like, what's the point of life anyway? Yeah. And I feel from that nihilism stems a lot of... A lot. You know, a lot of stuff that tends toward decay and... A life well, well, like for,
0: for example, whenever I was a kid, right, whenever I was up in high school, you, you want to know what the big question of my life was like the big question, can I suck my own dick? And if I could, would I do it? And it's like, oh, man, and we all tried. It. It's like, oh, I can't. do it. Oh, damn, I can't suck my dick. It's like, oh, man, shit. OK, all right, cool. And now that I'm an adult, the big questions are, why am I alive? Why am I here? Do I have a purpose? If I can go back, would I choose to not be here? All of these things, and I'm like, who picked these questions to be the the questions for adults? Why are these the questions? It seemed like like I kind of got the questions as a kid. It's like, oh shit, it kind of like it kind of is hard to try to suck your own dick, and like you know, you're a kid, so like anything about sex is, (laughs) you know. But so it's like, yeah, I get it, you know. But like now, I'm like, whoa, like these questions are. Like, who made these questions and who chose these questions? Why aren't the questions like, hey, is gluten good or bad? Or, hey, should you own a weenie dog or a golden retriever? Right? But instead, it's, where do you go when you die? or Are you living your purpose today? Like, why are these questions important?
1: My gut says, if you child keep asking why that's where you get. Oh wow. Why? It's like, oh I wonder if I can take my own dick. Why? It's like, oh it feels good. Why? Wow. Why do things feel good? It's like, huh. And then we start getting to like the human condition of like why things matter at all. And then you hit a wall. Because it's like things cascade downward of like oh why do I do this thing because it feels good that actually makes sense in a because kind of way of understanding things once you get to why am I here why is there anything at all it kind of transcends that way of framing things in such a way that is so complex that it is so understandable to not try and face it. I mean, to, yeah, that's why so many people don't ask those questions. It's just they're hard. It's like the hardest questions you can face because if you ask, answer that question, it just it's at the root of everything. So if you want to just stay at this surface level type thing, great. You'll have security all the way up here at the surface, and you never get down here into the deeper type things, and people live entire lives like that. Also, me as an artist, right, I feel my transition from being just a a rapper or somebody who makes music to being an artist, because that wasn't always the case either, where I could so confidently proclaim that I am an artist and that's like who I am, right?
0: Yes. Again,
1: like bit of a grammatic sidebar of I say that I rap, I produce instrumentals, I sing, I write poetry, I am an artist. Where the verb in that sentence is be, like in terms of my being, like who I am, who do I exist as? It is an I am I am an artist because I feel everything I do is a kind of art. My life is a kind of art. I remember realizing, I think near the end of this past year, there's a very strong argument to be made in the context of the project that all this involvement that I did, all this listening that I did, this connecting of different departments on campus, connecting people with other people bringing this campus closer together through what I was able to do just through me being this common node in this huge network throughout the university. There's a very real argument to be made that that was just one big manifestation of what I'd been doing in the project, which is, like I said, academic-type lyrics, bringing concepts from the sciences and the arts and history and so from different cultures and astronomy and marine biology and like all the different like law and like medicine and like all the different types of disciplines you could learn about putting them all in one rap song there's the density right dense with what it's like with everything across the entire universe theoretically basically you could frame my hyper involvement as it was dubbed by a staff person across the university as one big performance art piece as that I did through Ultra I mean that was just Ultra that was just me living Ultra out that's just me living one big artistic project out but not just a frivolous artistic project that was let me do something weird because life is weird nothing makes sense lol I'm just going to do something random (laughs) it's like Hmm. it's that in this vacancy of an actual purpose to it all that can be very disheartening, very discouraging to an artist, it's a blank canvas Mm. and you are free that's the mentality I've had for a long time and so the thing about having that mentality of liberty and the skill to be like if you're willing to take this, jump with me so okay maybe this actually brings it back to the listening thing too of being able to listen um, in some way of like cause to have this outlook on things that I'm pretty sure is rare I am so unshakably optimistic like to the core of me and I feel in the world we're living in now that is so needed I recognize it in myself that what is more prevailing is this narrative of hopelessness and helplessness as an artist it's like i'm gonna make beautiful art in the face of that and not just like pretty looking but like emotionally resonant and hopefully productive because it's not even like i'm trying to make beautiful music you've heard this stuff it's not like beautiful right it's to my aesthetic standards it kind of is but not like in a, a
0: it's not Renaissance mainstream painting
1: yes And it's definitely not, like, high art in a traditional sense, but I would hope that it's, like, technically sophisticated and, like, respectable in that regard, at least. Um, So I might be drifting off here, but I think that's the idea. You gave me a canvas. And there's a tendency to be presented with a blank canvas of that high of stakes who am I, why am I here, why does anything need to matter at all I just paint I really don't want to come off as like artsy fartsy though Like,
0: bro be yourself, you're a beautiful person, (laughs) like I'm so confident in everything you said of all the people I've had on this podcast I think I'm more confident in you to, like, let that tongue go because you're a wonderful person.
1: I mean, thanks. I appreciate it. I, like, I rarely get the opportunity to, too. And I've already spoken about so much that I just do not get to talk about, like, in general, like, even outside of, like, um, podcasts. So, like, thank yeah, you think. for the chance to, like, um, even word this out because I'm just not even – I am not prepared anything. I'm just riffing. Um, I, I will say, too, just that what matters to me – is that things matter at all because you can just not care about you can just not care about anything like yeah, yeah yeah anything and i just like i personally just care so much about everything which is like i don't know maybe if we want to go back to when i first started out it was just music just did something for me and i really it just became really fascinating to me and just this like toy that i could just keep playing with and i could learn more and more about it just at the level of music alone of just this is fun as time has gone on i feel like what i did with like the um the hoodie commitment type situation just committing to the project as much as i have it like a lot of things with art it's like it's bigger than the art it's like what I did was practice caring and not just caring in the moment I just, I've practiced caring about something for at least six years if we want to go back to when I started making music like it's over a decade of just making a rap song and I hope like another thing with the music like I hope you get a sense like this guy like really like is into this like oh, it yes. takes a lot 100%. of work yeah like it's it takes a lot of effort and a lot of Attention and intention and time to craft a verse like Inside Baseball, let's say, or any of the big like verses. Like, and I guess just to say too, like at the end of Inside Baseball, the very last line, I was like, three hundred bars. It's like, how am I gonna end this? And it ended up being, I'm trying. And like, if this gets you to start trying now, then like, that's all I could have ever asked for. It's like, this is 18 minutes. Here's six hours of me caring as much as I can about something that does not need to be cared about. It's art. Nobody needs to make art. Nobody needs to make art. It's like, if people just stop caring and let AI just make all the art for us, then we can just let our capacity to care atrophy into who knows what. It's like, if you want to do that, go on ahead. This is just me playing pretend like the actor that I am, like the theater kid that I have had a president of being and just playing pretend like this matters it's like if you slap me in the face on stage it's like I'm gonna sell that it's like I'm gonna make it look like that hurt right? it's like if I'm in a scene and you need me to cry <laughs> I will, oh my god which is a skill as well by the way it's like that's there's the heart for it and then there's like the skill to do it and I feel like I... Have both, and I feel like in recognizing my willingness and ability to make novel change in the world, I feel a responsibility to get out there and just kind of like insert myself into situations like that. Like, you didn't hit me up, right? It's like I hit you up. It's like, (laughs) can I get out here and like do some stuff? Because, like, yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, I think there, there's one thing whenever listening to your music, um, there's probably lots of ways to describe it. But I think one way that you cannot help but describe it is you could tell it just kind of comes through every single verse or every single minute of each song that this guy is doing what he was put on this earth to do. And that this guy loves this shit. And I think there's something weird that happens whenever you observe somebody doing something that they were put on this earth to do. Mm. For example, I have a family friend who is an insurance salesman. And insurance is like the most boring shit in the world. (laughs) It's terrible. But man, you get this guy talking about insurance, and holy shit, the whole room lights up. And it's just like, damn. And it's like what you said, right? It says, hey, you said, hey, man, if there's nothing you got out of this, at least get that I cared. And damn it, you should care, too. And it's the same thing. It's holy fuck. After listening to a family friend talk about insurance, I'm like, damn, I got to I need to I got to learn piano. I got to do something Mm -hmm. that like I need to find something that I care about as much as this guy cares about insurance. I get the same feeling whenever listening to your music. And it's beautiful. It is wonderful, and I thank you for that.
1: Chills. Okay. Um, and see, so I'm the type of person who does like praise is like you know I I go out of my way like admittedly I go out of my way to make this big fancy thing, and I do hope that it's worth some sort of recognition. Like I do honestly hope it's worthy of pretty high praise as big as i think about it but yeah like my reflex is just like turn it back around i mean cool like all this to say like like i like i said like i actually don't really share that i make music like that like i don't go out of my way to mention it though if we talk about me and like what i'm up to it's like the the only thing i can say is music that's all i'm up to but i never get the chance to say what I'm up to, because I'm so busy asking other people those questions, helping them find that thing that lights them up. It's Mm -hmm. like, cause, yeah, I mean, like, there's demonstrating it, setting that example, and I hope to do that. But then there's running the risk of, like, being so on your own path that, like, I don't want people to see what I'm doing. I kind of, like, this is a concern of mine, because I feel like it is pretty, or it could be, you know, I don't want to, like, mind read. Like, I just... There could be, based on how I present myself at university, especially to like people who are younger, there's this chance that seeing how hard I work and how liked I am, I hesitate to say, like I would like to believe that that's the case, they just see somebody like me and they go, wow, look at that guy. He's great. Oh, okay. like And just leave that at that, of being like, yeah. I really hope that I can just do that where it's like you see somebody like that it's like oh I hope that I can do that because you can see like um it's like an Olympic level athlete and be like wow it's like it's not like oh let me go join like let me go join a sport now it's just like wow that's great for them that's good yes. that that kind of talent exists in the world there's no way it exists in me like there are people who are like that and I really do not want to be like somebody like that it's like which it's this juggling act of being sticky outy and unrelatable in a that's how you push things forward kind of way
0: of course
1: working within the system as it exists right now the system which could mean a bunch of different things just like working beyond that seeking to transform that it's like you to go away from whatever exists right now and then there's existing in how things exist right now because if you're going to do things with other people it's like you got to understand him at some level. So like on a spectrum of the extreme of being so, so far out there that nobody gets you, but you're doing the maximum amount of change at the cost of your social currency or whatever, of like you're so out there that nobody's even going to interact with you because you're so uninteract with the bull. And then there's <laughs> like you're so relatable and you actually can like connect with people on a meaningful level But you're working just within the system as it exists right now. It's like oscillating back and forth between that as a way of approaching like life and the music too. To kind of like bring it back to the music, like there are the songs where (laughs) where it is very dense and intentional and very heartfelt. Honestly, like there are things that I've communicated in the lyrics where, alongside like jokes, just straight up jokes where it's like, this is a point that I really, really want to try and make right now and word it as clearly and cuttingly as I feel like it deserves, you know? Like, one point that I keep returning to in the music is variations on the world is falling apart, and there's so many things we can still do about it alongside that, which is its own kind of thing to branch off into of, like, how that reflects in the music. And then, like I'm saying, so you can shuffle the playlist and get a song like that where I'm just really opening my heart and speaking my mind on re- the biggest possible subjects. And then the next song will be like, I don't know, like... Sapio, the sex one? Or like... Uh, Halloween Spooks, which I put out recently, which is literally just mm-hmm. me screaming over the noisiest instrumental that I've made, like, ever. Like, so... Duality of Man. Um and it's like the only thing that like well, it is possible through that. Hmm, might be losing it here. <laughs> uh, sure. Let's let's put a period on that. Why not?
0: Ah, i love it. <laughs> uh, hey, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about some. Uh, <laughs> uh, go ahead. I love it, man. Hey, that's that's brilliant that you're so in the moment it's just you don't you don't even know three words uh, down <laughs> down the road yeah you exactly, literally like it's, it's it's refreshing bro don't don't <laughs> don't change you said this uh this thing in in i think in your notes to me it said that the project you said the project is my passionate counter response to modern civilization collapse what do you mean by that sentence
1: <laughs> I, I forgot that i wrote that um passionate so,
0: okay. counter response to modern civilizational collapse
1: see that's another example of me just kind of going off i literally forgot that i wrote that okay um, it's quite beautiful can. thanks um and i guess just to zoom it out super quick this feels a bit of a microcosm of the project where i'm kind of just in the moment writing songs and then i'll put the song out complete and then time will pass and i'll revisit the song and now i can speak to the song not as the artist making it but as just some person listening to it of course so there's a conversation that i've been able to capture in like a futuristic sense too where it's a proactive as well as retroactive thing because 2017 me is here right now still like present in this conversation because i was thinking about this back then and then five years from now six years from now like that like, that's just as present for me now as it is then. So, like, just microcosm of that, of, like, there's a thing that I forgot. Let me, like, f- contextualize it, which is just what I do. I hear the—I listen to the music. And, you know, every once in a while, I'll shuffle the playlist myself because it's music I like. And every time, you know, like, something will pop up and I'll realize something new about it that I had no intention uh, of back when I made it. So, passionate counter-response <laughs> to civilization class. Um, so, like I said, I'm an artist, right? If you listen to the music, it may come off as like I'm some super genius person, polymath type person who just knows everything about everything in science and business and like everything about the entire world. When in reality, what I, who I am is an artist and I don't want to trick myself into thinking that I'm anything beyond that. Within my capacities as an artist... I can speak to all these different disciplines just as an artist. That's the benefit of forming Mm. an identity is that you are able to differentiate yourself between others whether that's other people or uh, community because like, when you're younger it's like you're figuring yourself out so it's like you see somebody do a cool thing and it's like oh maybe I should try doing the cool thing to see if it's like good for me you know it's like this constant exchange of ideas and that can carry on even beyond childhood. It's like For me, it's like, I know the difference between something that I like, something that I thought of, and something that exists outside of me. So, I can step into... Knowing that I'm an artist, it's like, okay, cool. I can go into any space then and provide the input that I can provide as an artist and take any inputs from this other discipline... And have there be a conversation there instead of like this one like amorphous blending together of something, right? Because it's like, what is a conversation if it's just two people who don't really know what's going on, kind of exchanging half ideas, you know? Mm. It's like there's something exciting about seeing like a debate of like somebody really believes in one thing on one side and um, somebody who really believes another thing on another side. To Passions, kind of exchanging those ideas there's something exciting about that and I think that's what it is that this person very clearly wants something this person very clearly wants something else and they're trying to make sense of that where there's no real progress to be made though because there's no give you know for me it's mm. like that same kind of passion in what I believe in but with none of the, the defense the wanting to keep it this way It's, like, I believe in this so strongly, like, that I... But my stance is on everything, like I said, the optimism and all that. Like, I believe that so strongly. And at the same time, like, I'm willing to hear other people out who believe the exact opposite thing with the ultimate aim that in this conversation, we can actually move things forward with... And I feel like that's the novel thing. Like I said, like, me just as a person, I feel like... i I mean you said it earlier like this lack of people having this skill this capacity to listen i feel like you could source that back to like or you could extend that to so many things nowadays of like people just aren't willing to hear each other out on things or i shouldn't say willing they are unable to hear people out on things because they don't have these big questions squared away because Mm. more like other values are taken into account and there's no differentiation between things right it's like who am i do i actually me the person believe this or am i just identifying with this group and this is what the group believes so i'm just gonna uh, take that wholesale unquestioningly and have that be my thing if there's no differentiation there then how much of a self is there there really so i feel like in also to like in the face of complexity right so there's probably the biggest complexity of philosophical why is anything even anything and then there's maybe like a a step below maybe of slightly less complex complexities where it's cultures systems governments histories interconnected across like human history like anthropologically speaking it's like that's complex of like why is anything even here it's like why is i hesitate to say the country the way that is it is right now like not to like make it that kind of thing but it's like that's complex in itself and like it is, yeah. yeah and like so complex in fact that it's much easier to just devolve that might be dismissive but like to to regress might not be very considerate either but it's like you go to what's simpler And what's simpler is going to somebody Who has it figured out and being like I'll just let you do it So there's a real lack of Differentiation Again riffing um, Like of individuality Of differentiation between This is what I believe And this is what other people believe And there are people who have a very Similar degree of passion to me Who lack Who have no degree of similarity in the kind of consideration I have of other people's Humanity and seeking to inspire the cultivation of their own unique identity, and they capitalize on people like that. They take advantage of them and be like, oh, the world we're living now kind of because of how complex it is, because of how much stuff is going on, people just shut down. Like, they shut off and just go to what's simplest. You know what that means. Like, I can trick them into doing what I say because there's no them to defend against like oh but this is what i actually want you don't know what you actually want it's like you're kind of right so to kind of be someone who and all i can do is like be someone who's like that at the end of the day i mean i don't i'm not like gonna run for president or anything it's just i have my way of approaching things and i'm lucky enough to have had the opportunity to stay at my university hopefully i mean i got an interview um uh, a job interview next week. Like let we'll, we'll see, um, but if that <laughs> if that's the holy case, holy shit, like, dude! You have a yeah, job
0: interview next week for your dream job to stay at your I university
1: mean, for my dream university. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see. And the, I know the person interviewing me. So like that's how, like you know, the person that's what networking will get you. Um,
0: how long is the interview? How many minutes? An hour. An hour. One hour. Just yeah. one interview for one hour. Yes. That's fucking insane. That's not fair. Hold on. That's oh, well, it not be the fair. First,
1: it should be the first interview. It's an initial uh, initial interview. So uh, thank you for the interview prep, by the
0: way. <laughs> uh, you you want to know something? My, my wife is actually uh, was is doing an interview today. Um, in fact, like an hour ago. And I was prepping her with like the questions like, uh, <laughs> hey, could you please explain to me a situation that you were in where you had to learn something new and apply it? At work, like these shitty—well, not shitty—but yeah. these <laughs> these interview questions that everybody gets, and right. it's like ah. And so, man, dude, I am so excited for you. Thank you. Holy, yeah. mo- do do you know what to expect in this interview? Just like, kind of.
1: No, I mean, but do I ever expect to know anything that's going on? I mean, my approach to things—I don't know if you've been able to tell—like in situations like this with interviews, because I've done you know other podcast ones before and had other job interviews too. To a fault, perhaps my approach is like, don't prep at all, and oh like, shit, <laughs> and rely, but and like rely on my theater skills, my improvisational yeah. skills, to be like whatever comes up on the spot. I'm just gonna see what happens because like what it's like I'm I I don't know if you can tell again. It's like if I am not sure of the answer that I'm about to give, it's not like I'm gonna get nervous. It's like I move straight. To that. It's like that's what I aim for. So I feel like I thrive in situations where there is no preparation. There's no opportunity to yeah. prep for it. It's like I like living in the moment. The job at the arena that I mentioned earlier is a lot of that. Um and yeah, like So but if yeah, it's anything so, like this, I'm just gonna wing the, it.
0: No, no, if it's anything <laughs> like this, you're golden. I would I would hire the shit out of you. But see, here's the <laughs> thing here's here's where it's not it's it, it, like it's just not how it is unfortunately in the corporate world and and i've never worked in academia uh but because here's what'll happen let's say me and you are going to interview at some job just call it at the donut shop whatever uh, and you are like let's say you're a better person to me which i think you are and so your heart is made out of gold my heart is made out of wood um so the owner should hire you, not me. But what I do is I Google and prep extensively, right? And so whenever they ask me all of these questions, I see it coming. I know it's coming. I have three different prepared answers. And so now I sound more professional and prepared than you do because you speak from the heart, right? And I'm cunning. I'm, I'm you know, a corporate demon. And so now I get hired instead of you whenever you're more qualified. I wish, I wish. By the way, if the system was perfect, you would get hired. But in the corporate world, or which is where I come from, I, I work in tech. Um, it's just, it's just not that at all. We're going to hire the person who sounds like or appears to have all the answers, and they sound really nice. And man, did you see those big words he was using? I. I didn't even know what that third word was. Oh, I am so impressed! Like, this is how people get hired now, and it sucks ass. Um, so hopefully, your interview is not like that, and hopefully, the people who are interviewing you are wise enough to see that. Hey, this guy speaks from his heart and his soul, and this is a rare commodity. And I hope <laughs> they hire you. I I'm so serious. Dude. I hope you get hired so bad. Thanks. I want it so bad for you. What oh. are are you like? What so, you're not thinking about it at all? You have to be thinking about it,
1: right? About what you mean?
0: The, the freaking job interview, dude!
1: Oh, I mean, see, because, see, like, well, first off, like, I know the person interviewing me. It's like, how so, well? The th- um, we worked together all, all this past year. <laughs> like, oh, start, okay. All the time. Um, so, I don't want to act like I got in the bag or anything, but it's like, part of me, it's not like it's the first time she's meeting me ever. Not at all. Like I've known her for over a year now. Like longer yeah. than a lot of people. So um, I don't want to rely hurt on you? that. But what do you mean? Could, could
0: that hurt you that, that you know her so long? You think it would help or hurt?
1: It might hurt more because there's a chance that I could rely on it, and I don't want to do that. Where it's like, oh, I got this in the bag, so I'm not even gonna take it serious. I will. I just will take it serious in the in the way that I take it serious. Which and it's not like I'm gonna not prep at all. It's just like I feel like the whole try to preempt the questions type thing and like ask me questions like like i can yeah. do that in my head like i don't need any of the actual stuff like in terms of the actual material of what i need to know for the position like i'll do that but like the actual i kind of just had like a like a flash of like what if they they see this i, I don't know if it'll come out in time but like that'll be hilarious no it if will no, I, I will point.
0: make sure it will not it, it will
1: not <laughs> it will not uh i'll be hilarious if they ended up seeing like this but i mean uh like and here's the thing too like to to speak to the situation you said before like part of me is like uh, to to speak as well to another point that i made before like this is something that i'm not willing to conform on interviews awesome where it's like and you know perhaps to a fault like if you do get that job in this like type of political scenario i'm like cool like i mean it's up to them if they thought you did it there you go like I'm like, I guess it's just not a good fit then. And, you know, I have my style of working. I would like to believe that it works well with the, with the university. But if it's not, like, I'm not one to fit myself into a position like that. I got an um, interview for an internship with a military defense contractor through an aerospace engineering club at the university that I joined out of pure curiosity with zero uh, background in nice. aerospace and i was like i'm not prepping for this <laughs> at all <laughs> like i'm just and i just lucked out on it i didn't even seek it out it's just i sent my resume in and i got a call out of nara being like hey i gotta uh, we want to an interview and i was like bet no prep i was like i'm just gonna go blind wow. i didn't get it <laughs> like, but like for me it was like not that big of a deal partly because i just lucked out on it and also because i'm like i have that mentality and shoot it like it yeah. might come at a cost if i don't get it i don't get it and, like, that's on me. That's literally on me. But I, what I feel is the most validating to me, f- to myself, in the longer run is that I stay true to myself. Like, I would feel kind of off if I was, like, changing my whole thing up for someone else. It's like, that's just my personality and my background. So if it means not getting a job, it means not getting a job. And if that's crazier, I've done crazier. If that's crazy, I've done crazier things.
0: No, dude, that, that, that's definitely the way to go. It's just I think me, I, I've become jaded working mm. um, you know, out, out of college and kind of working in the corporate world. Um, it's not like what anybody told me. It's very fake. It's very mm. like the memes from The Office and these type of TV shows about the manager and – you know shit you can't say, and all of this h r it's it's all true, and um, I was just a kid who I like to write computer code, and I think computer code's fucking awesome it's like some of the coolest shit ever but um you you can't get by uh just just liking that, and I think it it's really kind of uh like I said, it's jaded me, and it's it's fuck with me because I think your way is the way everybody should be, but. Mm-hmm. I guess there's some tryhards out there that ruin it for us all.
1: I mean, don't speak for all of us now. Um, <laughs> my, I would like to believe that I have not really a capacity to be jaded, in a way that incapacitates me. Again, like I don't want to act like I'm some super invincible. Like my my spirit is just invincible, and nobody can ever drag me down on anything like I'll feel that too and like I've felt that similar kind of helplessness that I was speaking to earlier and I, I will continue to feel it and I feel there's a utility in feeling it because there's that opportunity to relate I would not even want to be somebody who didn't feel that same kind of feeling because then I would be that other person who's so out there and unrelatable that there's no point of connection there So, I mean, again, all I can hope to do is inspire, like, is to have it not be that. Maybe, you know, like, I feel the need to bring up, let me see how briefly I can bring this up, entirely separate, like, well, I'll bring it back, but like...
0: Oh, let's do it, let's do it.
1: um, At the university, one of many, many, many things I did was I, I met some... Christian students who I was sitting on campus one day and they walked up and like hey um I forget what they asked but I was like yes because I'm in a position in my life where I'm willing to hear people out on that. So we set up a time to eat. We set up another time to eat and chat. And then another time I think we talked like three times or something. A few times, right? So like we're just going back and forth on ideas and they honestly heard me out like this. Like they actually just let me talk way more than them and then i heard them out and there was a healthy exchange of like it was so civil (laughs) and like after (laughs) talking to them after like a while again like this is a testament to like it took multiple times you know compared to like a usual situation where somebody walks up to you in a public place being like hey christianity and it's just like no or nothing at all right you're lucky to get a no it's just nothing in a situation like that, I'm like, yes, and, and I keep going and keep going. And then after that, after those meetups and the extended continued conversation, I was like, yeah, so like, I'm not somebody you can convert, straight up. And I'm not gonna trick you into thinking that there's a chance with me. Like, be clear. Like, I've done this with multiple Beautiful. other people, by the way. Like, straight up, like, I, again, like, I know what I believe in. I know who I am. I am also not trying to fault you for anything, because it's not like there's no point of relation for me with everything. Into I mean, like it, this could branch off into a whole other thing of like religion. How like re- so those big questions, right? It's like yeah, yeah. That's religion. There you go. It's like that's where like religion can you can just like hand everything over to a certain religion, and it's just there's that. So i this is something that I've wanted to do with other people before, and I did do it with other religious people, Christian people of like so you're not gonna convert me, you're not gonna change my mind on this i'm not gonna you're not gonna convert me now what because I'm not on your side, you're not gonna get me on your side I'm not against you any- in any way now what I feel like something as simple as that it's like So, what do we do now? Because we've exhausted all the potential paths that are usually here. It's like, we're not going to fight. You're not going to convert me. I'm not going to not pay attention to you at all. Now what? It's like, and I love being in spaces like that, right? It's like, now we're actually thinking because we just exhausted all the solutions that people are used to using. And what they said was like, you know at the end of the day like here's the we got this info I'm getting a little emotional right now because she was like you know I really hope like when it's all said and done m- my paraphrase of her words like when it's all said and done it's like I really want to see you like in like everything's like you know gate to heaven everybody's there like I really want to see you there and I was mm-hmm. like even though I was like you're not gonna get me I don't I don't believe in it I was like just being sincere being honest and being open it's like yeah and it's like she was like it was a girl and a guy it was jennifer and daniel their names and they were just like yeah like and it, at the end of the day it's like we're trying our best here's some info take it into consideration once it's in your hands do whatever you want with it it's like what like i'm not gonna like hold you to it. it's like here's some information that I feel is worth valuable or what worth a lot is very valuable is life-saving. And that's something I respect about people who are religious too, very devout religious people. You want to talk about care, right? You want to talk about people who care about stuff. It's like, say what you want about somebody going around to strangers in public asking about religion and all. It's like, that person cares. And they get my respect off that alone. You really care. It's like, if you're willing to interrupt people like, all that, it's like, it's like respect, and that's why I give them the time of day because I respect that, and then you know, so on my end I feel like in response to, like I'm not gonna act like I can save the world, I wanna believe that I can, because I feel like believing it is useful and can be used as fuel to, for practical actions that can be taken, but at the end of the uh, at the end of the day it's like i hear situation like that it's like you know if i'm able to help in some way to at least like it's not like everything's gonna be all right in the end it's like there's so much more to everything than you think you know and there always will be and if that finds you in some helpful place and it provides some solace and forward momentum potentially cool like it has for me and it's led me to where i'm at today i'm not you it's like do whatever you want with it
0: i think that's beautiful um damn yeah i th- I, I think that's really beautiful beautifully put um i think my my last question for you and i, I hate to cut this short uh I, I think i could i could talk for four more hours to be honest <laughs> i'm just I'm, I'm just starving
1: uh okay fair. but like
0: <laughs> yeah I'm just hungry Uh, actually I I can't believe I spoke on it because man I would love to go to San Diego and get me a freaking California burrito or a nice greasy breakfast burrito but I can't because I'm not there Um, what what would be your advice for young people
1: seek out as many new opportunities as possible you have to actively seek them out because they will not be presented to you Mm. This is a very relevant, resonant uh, question for me if this is the field that I'm kind of trying to go into being around young people all the time and being around young people like I was before, you know, 17-year-old, 18-year-old, like, freshman. If I had the chance to give advice, which I did not, I tried my best not to, you know, me being, like, the older person, I could easily be, like, the, hey, you kids, and just give Uh... unsolicited advice, literally. Like... (laughs) But I try my best not to do that and just meet people at, you know, the level that I've been saying. But if I were to, that's the first thing. And I feel like it's, if somebody asks me for advice on anything, I try my best to not give advice that has been given or is not very practical. Mm. Things like, be yourself. I mean, I could easily say that, right? That's the, like, the theme of this interview. It's like, just be yourself. It's like, it... And try new things is a thing, too, Like especially if you're like in college or about to go into it. My whole thing is... So, I mentioned earlier that I was a part of an aerospace engineering club that I joined yeah. for... I stayed in it for two years with zero knowledge of aerospace, no familiarity with it, spent two years there, couldn't tell you a thing about <laughs> aerospace, still... I didn't really learn anything in terms of technical aspects. I went for the people and I stayed for the people because they're great and geniuses, as far as I can see and they make me feel like an idiot in a very welcome way. So like, if yeah, I feel like I'm comic relief to them because like I'm just kind (laughs) of there and I'm the business major who knows nothing and I'm just like, I hope I can just be happy to be here and have that be my contribution because I didn't help with the plane that we built. Um, No one's going to tell the business majors who are incoming to the university, hey, join the Aztec Aerospace Design. Hey, join the Aerospace Club. Join the Mechanical Engineering Club. But I don't know anything about that. It's like that can prevent you from a lot of opportunities. It's like the reason I went there was because I didn't know anything about that. And Mm -hmm. the special thing about a university is that you have all these opportunities to learn from people who are knowledgeable about that stuff it's like we're all just students so just go i think in terms of the bylaws of the university you're not supposed to be able to turn anybody away from a club so they can't like tell me to go away because i'm not contributing anything it's like if i just keep showing up to the meetings in a way that is that shows more dedication than some other people who actually were aerospace people. Not to call anybody out or anything, but like I showed up a lot, like I showed up just as much as like anybody who actually was studying aerospace did. Why, right? It's like because I'm an artist, and I thought that was just a fun thing to do. Just because life is short and pointless, so why not do something wild? And wild for me means let me just learn something completely unexpected. And so especially when you're young, it's like I lucked into having this hobby of mine be a channel through which I could discover all these different perspectives on the world, all these different disciplines and bits of information and all that foster this curiosity of I'm going to go out there and learn because there are real barriers in place, I feel so many people are on social media and not to harp on social media too much just because people do that one thing i'll say is that and this is documented this is known how the recommendation algorithms feed Mm. back to you things that you already like it's like oh here's you like the videos of dogs here's more videos of dogs you don't like the videos of cats here's less videos of cats rarely oh, this is something like I really just wish I could like fill out a request form and be like, hey, internet, can this happen, please? Like a recommendation system that suggests to you things that you have never, ever, ever heard of and would have never heard of otherwise, right? It's like if you're big into music, let's say, your Instagram will be filled with music stuff and not ever any educational content ever. And And I'm not saying... Have the social media platforms mix it up. That would be cool from a top down kind of way. I'm advocating for a bottom up kind of, you just have to look it up. Like, I've gotten myself into the rhythm of like, this little game that I play with myself of like, I'm gonna look up some random subject. I'm not gonna look at it, I'm just gonna sit here and think of something random and be like, Venezuelan archaeology and look up something like that. I've gotten kind of like, you know, as much as I've like done <laughs> it, it's like, some random subject in the world I'll just look that up, see what comes up and then be like, "Huh." And then that's my time for that's like what 5, 10, 15 minutes or something. As opposed to like scrolling on social media all the time. That's rare. I wish it weren't. Not maybe not that specifically, but just like the point of I I wonder if I would have considered engineering straight out of high school if it were presented to me because it wasn't. I got a mm. high school and I was a journalism major because I worked for the school newspaper, so uh-huh. Like, I wasn't presented with anything else. It's like if there were a career fair or something where it's like here's the medical field, here's law, here's STEM. I wasn't presented anything in STEM, right? Now I'm, like, having met people who are studying that kind of stuff, it's like part of me really wishes I did that. I mean, with my mentality, it's like I am Mm -hmm. very detail oriented and practical and pragmatic when it comes to things and I've applied that to music but part of me wonders if there's some sort of alternate universe where if I found engineering or some sort of scientific something that early I could have been that easy like easily had I found that out earlier I worry that there's no top down recommendations for things like that so you have to seek them out and that's the, the tough thing is like to look up things that you do not know and it's not even like things you dislike maybe like that's a start of like I actually hate sports but let me just look into sports why not it's like some people don't even know that civil engineering which is fascinating and I didn't find that out until like very very late like into like college I'm like if somebody told me about that bro like it would have been like over but like nobody did it's like there's so many fields out there that are just fascinating and they need people and people just don't know about them and so until there's some sort of Systemic way of presenting that which would take way too long to implement it's like hey while you're young look up as many different things as possible you have to do it which is effortful but it's effort that'll pay off in the end because it might lead you to a life path that definitely would not have been presented to you
0: that is beautiful advice and everybody who changed their majors three times should have heard this advice eight years ago <laughs> so did really, just,
1: uh, I think you just described me like something. Oh, changed I'm so sorry, major. <laughs> I changed my well, major like four or five times. Well, actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm not sorry, but I'm glad you said that because
1: literally eight years ago, too.
0: It's, it's great advice because it's coming from the horse's mouth, so to speak. You know, yeah. if you want to hear what it's like to be a rapper, don't listen to me, listen to you. If you want to hear what it's like to be a coder, talk to me. So, great freaking advice really really good and uh yeah man fucking great dude your brain needs to be explored more um but i think my stomach needs to get filled gabriel where can (laughs) people where can people find you i I know i have your soundcloud is there anywhere else folks can find you on the internet
1: um i'm most active on instagram that's my artist instagram a lot of rap videos and whatnot um that's madamoney M A T A. M O N E Y, Madamoney. If you look up Mister Master, M R dot M A S T E R, on YouTube or Spotify or something, you'll be able to find me that way. Uh, Yeah. Beautiful. If
0: if you could do me a huge favor and just send me a Reddit message with all of these links. Oh sure, yeah, 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 totally. Uh, And 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 I'll put them in the show notes and and all of that good stuff. Gabriel, thank you so much for your time today. I know we've been talking a long time. Thank you so much. I genuinely appreciate it. And you are a fascinating person.
1: Likewise, man. Oh, man. This is special. I appreciate it. I really, really, really do. Thank you for listening, man. man. Appreciate
0: it. Awesome. Have a great day.
1: You too.